In all seriousness, it is tough to record this podcast right now because of how distracted and excited I am. Yeah, I know. I was I was having a lot of issues reading this. Yeah, and ideas. That's the best thing. Yeah, and, but what's funny is like as as excited as I am right now for this. Yeah. When this episode comes out on what the where's my bookmark? This one will come out on the twenty second. Of. Of July. July? Oh, so okay. In, in just a few weeks. That's sneaking up on us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got Monday, next Monday, and this is the Monday after that. So we've got like two and a half weeks worth of episodes in the can. Nice. Um, but at, at some point, my life is going to change radically, and what I will find exciting uh, and where my priorities will lie will adjust some. Yeah. But, so it's funny for me to say, like, oh, I'm so excited about this idea. Knowing that when someone listens to this, that excitement may be very much towards something else, uh, and my priorities may shift a tiny little bit in yeah. that time. Mine won't. <laughs> I know, and that's important. That's good. But uh, do you want to throw it out there? Let's throw sort of it out it there, is? because now it's going to make it... Because realistically, we'll if this is two and a half weeks away, and we're trying to pull some stuff together, if we need people to be involved... Yeah. If hit us up this, now. If, yeah. Because we're getting ready to go on the twenty second. Now, now that you're reading... Now that you're listening to this the day it comes out, as you always do. Yeah. But uh, there's a film competition called the My Road Reel. Ooh. And uh, the the two stipulations are it has to be under three minutes, and you have to record some behind the scenes to show how you made it, I think, with an emphasis on... Yeah, you have to show you yourself using their mics. Um, I don't think you need to use Rode microphones. Oh, really? I always thought you did. No, I th- I th- I think they do it that way of like, yeah, just whatever. I think a lot of people already use Rode microphones in this yeah. sort of tier. Um, but I don't think that's like a deal breaker where you have to have a microphone, oh. a Rode microphone. Okay, um, look at that. But we've been toying with the idea of submitting an entry, which is like a trailer for a Hardy Boys mystery. Yeah. And, and we're going to win. And we're going to win. I mean, that, that's a given. To be honest, and this isn't me being cliche, you yeah. said something earlier about, like, you know, how to win. I think it would just be so fun to make this and have this. That That's enough that's, of a trophy dude, by itself. I don't care. When you were talking about, those prizes are great. And I was like, yeah, I like those prizes, but I just want to have this on my Vimeo page. Yeah. Or I just want to make something that is something, like, in the style of films that I like. I want to have this on my YouTube channel. Yeah. And I would also like that Ursa Mini. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't want that. You don't want the Ursa Mini? I, the, it was funny. I was going through the actual page. That's a great camera. I'm going through that page thinking, yeah, yeah, Sean can have all this. I just I just want to make something I'm proud of. And then I saw the Movi Pro. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, you can have the <laughs> Movi Pro. I would like... You can have the 12 months free subscription to Adobe Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you would use it. You would use it more than me. Uh, I already got my student discount. I think I would like it because your red is better than the Ursa Mini, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't need the Ursa Mini. I'll take the Ursa Mini. Yeah. And I, the, I think the only other thing I would push for, you can have the Movi, you can have the Rhino, you can have all the other grip oh, that yeah, comes I'll with take it the and Rhino. stuff. Boom, baby. Um, I'd like the microphones. I'm a microphonesman. I don't need. I have a good microphone. So yeah, just, you, you have honestly, a good microphone. Just I have one? this single microphone that I like, and I'm going to use it. What microphone? Uh, it's an Audix. Okay. HDC 500. Does it connect to your camera? With an A box, but the thing is, if you 
plug in the A box to the red camera, you're still monitoring it through the red camera, the internal. I keep saying camera, the uh, internal mic, and it's not a good mic. Like it's only in scratch. Gotcha. I would never record straight to camera. Gotcha. But yes, I can plug into camera and get scratch audio, but then I have to go through an A box. I understand. Do you think this appeals? This sort of conversation <laughs> appeals to our listeners as a whole. <laughs> Yes. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, a couple nights ago, I went out with uh, with some friends from the Frisbee community, mm-hmm. one of whom is arguably our biggest fan. Like I know. She's not a patron. Fan? Not a patron. Yeah. Uh, but my friend and teammate, Irene, yeah. has listened to every episode. No And way. there were a couple people who were uh, uninitiated yeah. in the podcast. And I was saying, like, you know what? Just start with chapter two. And she interrupted, and she's like, actually, the comparison episodes are really good, too. And I was like, okay, okay, you can start there. She goes, what you should do is start with the recap, the halfway recap, and then finish chapter one. Yep. Or finish I book one. that. Do the, the uh, comparisons, and then get into to book two. Yeah. And I was just, I was blown away. I was flattered. So, Irene, thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for being a listener. Irene is a smart person. Uh, I think she'd be a shoe-in for an Iola Morton. <laughs> But uh, but maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, so we want to make a little uh, little road reel trailer for a Hardy Boys action, and we have amazing ideas. Movies. Yeah, in perfect Hardy Boys fashion, with a little bit of Sean and I's love for Naked Gun. Yeah, little police squad little kind police of squad uh, in humor in there. And uh, if I, I hope, I, I hope by, that by mentioning it in the podcast, I, I hope we sort of commit ourselves to making this happen in That's some way. That's the only reason I want to talk about it right now. Have you ever I seen... I think it is committing us. Have you ever seen, uh, I think, it's the graph of greatness or something from... Uh, the graph of greatness? No. From How to Steal Like an Artist. No, I don't even know what How to Steal Like an Artist is. It's an I'll amazing it, it's book. book. Okay. It's an amazing little book. It'll take you six minutes to read. Um, it's very simple. Are you sure? But there's this little, well, yeah, I, I read slow. next to you. I know your pace. Uh, my, my mic won't reach there. Talk <laughs> for been, a second about what you think it is. You've been timing my pace. I just imagined you've had a stopwatch this past like couple months and just timing how long it takes me to read this book. And then you read that book in comparison and then you do a little bit of math and say, okay, it's exactly six minutes for David. It's not to read unreasonable. This. Not an unreasonable thing. Um, I'll let you borrow this book, and I like when people oh, uh, take notes. Oh, that in it would and stuff. take me six minutes. Yeah, You're right. I, w- I wasn't kidding. Here we go. Oh, the life of a project. Um, so it's this little graph that looks like a, a little V, but it's essentially saying that when you think of something, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to like it gets hard. This is going to take some work. This sucks and it's boring. And then you have the dark night of the soul of mm-hmm. where it's the lowest point, and you're like, this thing sucks. I shouldn't do this and at all. And then you what start to get it a little bit together, and then you finish it, and you're like, it's done. It's not as bad as I thought. So it's never as great as you initially imagine it's going to yeah. be. It's never going to be that good. Yeah. But if you understand this curve going into a project, how, uh, how, how it'll help push you through and make things more manageable, I think is important. So knowing I that, love that, my yeah. picture for this, for this uh, film is just explosions, oh, it's complicated, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a Hollywood production. And knowing it that it's going to come down to, <laughs> there'll be a scene or two shot on our phones, and that's yeah. fine. But, There's uh, going to be sequences where we just print out the pictures of the kids because they're not around. We put it on popsicle sticks and we run it in front of the camera. Yeah, and that's I mean, fine, that will happen. But it'll be done. Yeah, we'll finish it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope that, that we get this to a point where hopefully we can be somewhat happy with it. I think we can. Um, We're talented enough. 
Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And if you'd like to participate in any way, please reach out yeah, to us via out. Instagram or uh, the forum on our website. Uh, or you can just email us directly at hardyandsonspodcast at gmail.com. It's been a while since that's been plugged. Nice. Yeah. You Maybe that that's why we haven't been getting emails. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Servers on websites are down, too. Yeah. Uh, just the internet in general. You, you know the funny thing? That little graph that like shows... Uh, it's like a, a reverse check mark, if you can't imagine it. Um, where you know it's, it's like really high swoosh. at first, and then it it goes real low, and then it comes back up, but never as high as yeah. it was at the beginning because that's how a project goes. But I would argue that this podcast is the exception. I think we had a dream for this at the beginning, and we have far exceeded. I agree. What this could, and be. I think we're only going to get better and better. Yeah, yeah. I'm and then one day we're going to hit an all time low. Oh, we will come crashing yeah. down. Yeah. I I don't know. Which one of us will become just heavily addicted <laughs> to something like? Well, I feel like I've struggled with a, with a true addiction to cookies. Uh, that's that's <laughs> been a part book? of my life. No, no, no. Chet Morton, do you? No, I, I'm saying like in my life there have been times like I can't walk away I, from cookies. I got it with uh, red licorice. Yeah, so I can't walk I, away. I feel from like it. smash cut to us just like indulged you know, in sweets, laying on the floor next to the microphones, unable to record <laughs> because you're inundated with with red I'm vines. Just, I'm and drenched I'm, in milk. <laughs> I have no idea reason. where all this milk came from, but my clothes are but just way here. down. I can't even move. You need and to you're be like dipping in some your cookie. You're, yeah, you're dipping your cookie into my shirt, and you're like you're wringing it out just a little <laughs> bit more on the cookie, David. <laughs> And then, then I'll be able to record <laughs> just one more, one last cookie. Addiction's not funny. No, chapter seven. <laughs> <laughs> chapter, chapter seven. seven. The addicts arrest. Uh. <laughs> All right, but for real, <laughs> um, chapter seven. The, the hidden, hidden trail. trail. <laughs> That's good. I just after you mentioned the police squad thing at the beginning of each episode of police squad it says one title on screen and the voiceover says something completely different that's what I keep it's thinking literally the best show of all time just as we read these chapters to just one of us completely make up a <laughs> chapter seven the ghost the ship trail <laughs> with Desmond Harrington I have no idea who that is ghost you say ghost ship right it was a 2004 oh, yeah. horror film. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> with Desmond Harrington. I, I think his name's Harrington. I might be thinking of Steve Harrington from Stranger Things season three. Second plug or Kit Harrington or Kit Harrington from, from the HBO, HBO uh, Seven Days in Hell, Noble Thrones, <laughs> Truth, Russian Truth. Thrones. Last week, Soviet Union Thrones. Oh, Joe put an arm around his mother. End yeah. of chapter. <laughs> yeah, so the last chapter ended with... Uh, it's usually Frank who's all up on mom. This is an interesting twist. And this is part of the natural competition between the boys. I think, <laughs> yeah. the show. Uh, so it, the last chapter ended with, like, they got this note that said, you know, I'm fine, but Fenton didn't put his smiley face or whatever he usually yeah. puts on it. I imagine uh, it was invisible ink, and she just got this UV lamp. He, he just stands <laughs> up and pees all over the note. I just, smelled it. It didn't smell like your father. A, I always know it's a Fenton note. It's, <laughs> like it smells pee. like scotch and cigars <laughs> mixed with urine. Mm. Mm. Uh, so uh, Joe put an arm around his mother. Frank and I will start a search for dad first thing tomorrow. 
<laughs> and I'm like, whoa. That, no one's sleeping tonight. Yeah. No one's like, well. And with that, the boys went to bed. <laughs> Mom, you're going to take care of dinner tonight, right? We're hungry. We'll search for dad tomorrow. We got to fill our tummies, take a nap. First thing tomorrow after breakfast, we will, <laughs> we will start looking for they dad. They wake up and their mom's crying. They're like, seriously, where is our packed packed lunches, mom? What is this? We need to go out on our motorcycles today. But Jeez, actually, they don't us. need lunches packed. Because they're going to meet somebody who's meet, got yeah, some food. they got some food going on tonight. Uh, I like this chapter. I think it's a well-written chapter. There's a couple parts where like, I'm, I'm just feeling the rhythm of it yeah. in a good way. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. And so uh, get on up. It's Pretzel Pete time. <laughs> Bump sets, bike, <laughs> solid stuff. Uh, so they go down to the waterfront. Uh, and... The waterfront, I want this little paragraph that sets the scene here. The brothers reached the Bayport waterfront early. It was the scene of great activity. A tanker was unloading barrels of oil, and longshoremen were trundling them to waiting trucks. And I was like, what is trundling? Yeah, did you what look sort it up? of motion? I didn't. And I was going to <laughs> later, but then they used trundling again in this chapter. Something else gets trundled later on. It's for like, trundles? What? So there's a fair amount of trundling going there's, on. There's there's multiple trundles happening. Okay, there's serial so, trundlers. Yeah. Let's take trundling throughout this one and the next time it comes up, and then let's figure out the definition. Let's okay. just deduce it like detectives, okay. and at the very end, we'll look it up and see if we're right. I thought uh, on this first one that trundling them to waiting trucks meant like putting them on a little cart that was probably called like a trundle car or something, and like that's how you move these barrels of oil. Like, oh, you put them on a trundle. Uh, and you, then you can take them over to the truck yeah. on a trundle, and so like that's Man. why they called trundling. So that's that's what I guessed from this first one. But uh, the second one, I imagine that it's won't rolling. line up with trundling. To me, is they put these barrels on the side, and then one of them is standing on top of it, running, while the other ones are holding them <laughs> like up, like the log in the water. <laughs> exactly. Okay, it's trundling, where you have to run the other way. Yeah, because it's going to roll back. Okay. Uh, that may that may line up with the second usage. We will see. Do you know when the second usage is? No. Okay. Um. So yeah, th- then they they just paint the scene of of you know this bustling Bayport uh, waterfront. Yeah. Many sailors straight out of on the out of the waterfront too. It's a good picture. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? I haven't seen it. Oh, you should watch it. Okay. This is this is painting it. Why don't we just put down our microphones and watch Let's that go watch movie, this movie real yeah. quick? Yeah. But not stop recording. A good Fenton Hardy pause. Oh, I thought you were going to say, why don't we go watch this? And we're back. What a terrific film that was. <laughs> no, I wouldn't lie to our listeners like that. Um, many sailors strolled along the busy street. Some stepped mm. into restaurants, others into amusement galleries. And I wrote, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can only imagine what that is. Just put some quotes around these amusement galleries for sailors. Um. And then, uh, so they've walked four blocks and they don't see him. Maybe he's not wearing his uniform. They're looking for Pretzel Pete. Yeah. Uh, and so then they turn around and they start going the other way. I imagine that they're like, maybe he's, you know, not wearing his uniform. Well, maybe he's an unsalted pretzel this time. Like they're confused. They're looking for a, 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 like giant a salted pretzel. pretzel. But this time they keep seeing one. It's like, well, he, he's dressed as a pretzel, they've but it's unsalted. They've seen 14 pretzel people. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, there's, there's Pretzel Polly. Yeah. Pizza Pot Polly. Um, 
So yeah, let's go back, go the other way, behind the tanker. And then this is the part that I think writes itself into a movie scene. Suddenly, Joe chuckled. Here comes our man. <laughs> and this is when, like, boom, boom, cue, yeah, cue, I wrote cue music. <laughs> and we just see, like, the feet walking, and we slowly pan up oh, as yeah. this camera He's leads. got sweet duck feet, too. Yeah. So they're just really wide. Super wide, yeah. carrying this food box. Uh, do you want to give us his, uh, his description there? I see you bracketed the whole thing. I did. I loved it. Uh, strolling towards boom. them... And hawking product he had for sale came a comical-looking individual. He wore a white cotton suit with a very loose-fitting coat. Around his neck was a vivid red silk handkerchief embroidered with anchors. The vendor's trousers had been narrowed at the cup. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good little thing we had going there. I, I really liked it. We had some it. good rhythm on yeah. that modulation, too. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I really wish you wouldn't. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah. From the vendor's trousers. And two, three, four. The vendor's trousers had been narrowed at the cuff with bicycle clips to keep them from trailing on the ground. With the results that there were a continuous series of wrinkles from the edge of his coat to his ankles. The man wore a white hat which came down to his ears. On the wide brown bra- on the wide brown band, the name Pretzel Pete was embroidered in white letters. Boy, that's some gear. Frank murmured. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like the <laughs> ultimate character entrance. Literally. I, I can't think of like a, a better entrance for any character I've ever read in a book. Of, like, I agree. They, they took us through the outfit, like up from the, the feet. Yeah. And then we get the pretzel Pete hat. Uh, and then even, even more we get, uh, which by the way, uh, at the end here, pretzel Pete's garb was bizarre. But he had an open, honest face. And I wondered, was he closed-mouthed? <laughs> because I, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. You I don't know if there's face a, with a closed you, mouth. You can't be a pretzel and a codger. <laughs> I'd like to see that Venn diagram. <laughs> I wonder where that lands. Uh, he stopped calling pretzels, hot pretzels, best in the land, and smiled at the Hardys. Uh, which made me wonder, like... He seems to know the like they haven't said anything. Yeah, they've never met. They <laughs> haven't met unless like Fenton's showed him a picture of you like, see my these boys photos of my boys. Coming. I uh, I imagine he does. He comes down with like the newspaper front page cut out, like, look at the gymnast team. Those are my sons. You see this about <laughs> the baseball squad right there? That's my sons too. Uh he set down the large metal food warmer he carried, and this next sentence, were it not for the illustration in the beginning of the book, I would have been really confused. From the top of it rose three short aerials, each ringed with a dozen pretzels. I would not have had a good picture yeah. for that, but they're just spikes. It's like a coat hanger that he straightened out. Yeah, these pretzels just, are just hanging off this. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, like a it would be at a movie theater where you have your pretzels hanging on the little Only little these go straight up. But they're straight up, yeah, yeah. without a hook. Um, you like them hot or do you prefer them cold? He asked the brothers. Which I thought that was a very creepy thing to say to children you don't know. I get it that you're selling pretzels, but if a man walked up to you and just said, you like them hot or you like them cold. I think it would be Pretzel feel? Pete's way of like checking if someone's like a, a sociopath. Oh, it's code name. Oh, okay. It was either that like, or... Because who wants a cold pretzel? <laughs> yeah, I know. No one wants a cold... What do you like? Um, mildly warm or frozen? <laughs> frozen. <laughs> 
his, his eyes narrow underneath his pretzel peed hat. Um, so then in a Schwartz moment, um, and I want to be clear for a second, if you're just joining us on the podcast, this is not me uh, making any sort of ethnic generalization as a Schwartz moment. There, there was a character in the first book who made the boys try on costumes after he locked the front door to his costume shop. Uh, that's what I mean by Schwartz moment. So Pretzel Pete's like, uh, uh, come into this warehouse. And so the brothers follow him down a street a short distance and through a doorway into an enormous room, which at the moment was practically empty. Which he did say come into this warehouse because they whispered to him, we're Fenardi's sons. Yes. Sorry. I skipped past that part. We'd like to talk to you. Um, so, yeah, then, then they have this discussion. Uh, and turns out Pretzel Pete has seen... Fenton as early as Uh-oh. Monday morning. The day he disappeared. Yeah. Last one to see Pop was the pretzel man. Does that make him a suspect? Uh, he's suspect number one for me. But no. He has an open, honest face. <laughs> yeah. Remember? That's the first thing that made him a suspect. What are you <laughs> hiding behind that honest face of What's yours? Your you know what I'm saying? Bill Jones. <laughs> pretzel checks out. Jones. Actually, that I that we come back to that in a minute. Um but let's see here. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, when when have you seen him? Monday morning. Uh, and then Frank and Joe... Uh, hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, when did you see him? Monday morning. Dad has been gone ever since. Hmm. The man <laughs> frowned, picked up a pretzel from one of the aerials, and began to <laughs> munch on it. Help yourselves, fellas. Frank and Joe each took one of the pretzels. They had just bitten into... Frank and Joe each took one of the pretzels. They had just bitten into the delicious salted rings <laughs> when Pete continued. Uh, yeah, this is Dude. just more food fetish. And we know that the author was like, you know, it'd be good. A big pretzel. A big day. pretzel. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make pretzel Pete. I'm going to make a whole character. Which he just does pretzels. That's like his whole thing. It's all, it's all he does. I was thinking the next time I go to the movie theaters, I can't wait to go to the concession stand. And they'll be like, what do you want, sir? And just be like, I'll have one of those delicious salted rings. One of the ones on with the aerial cheese. over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you I'm, mean the pretzel? No, no, no. I'd like it ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How cold can you make it? Oh, Delicious salted rings. What a description of... As you... In the last... Uh, episode you would give us us the history that like he got chapter outlines yeah um and i'm picturing the the writer going back to the publisher and being like i've got this idea for a character his hands are pretzels (laughs) and he has pretzels for ears and like we just call him like pretzel pete and but like he is like a human pretzel and and you can eat him he's a big pretzel he's like out of a david cronenberg film but he's just a pretzel (laughs) and then uh the publisher was like uh how about he sells pretzels? And the guy's like, oh, okay. That'll work too, I guess. But they're well, gonna, that's interesting. But I never thought about that. some of the pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Can, in the middle of this interrogation of them trying to figure out where the dad is, can you just pull out a pretzel and take a bite? <laughs> can I, well, yeah, I can meet you there. father's missing. Can they all stop for a moment, <laughs> though, and enjoy a delicious salted ring? Pretzels aren't <laughs> rings, by the way. Um, and then, so... Uh, so These chicken yeah, why are they, they had, singular they had rings? They just bitten into the delicious salted rings when Pete continued, Now you got me worried. Your pop's a fine man, and I wouldn't want to see anything happen to him. 
I'll tell you a place you might look for them. Oh, this is what we needed, Pretzel. And I wrote in the margin, remember, these are children. <laughs> you don't want to like, oh, I know a place where I heard like some smugglers are doing smuggling activity yeah. and they have guns and they've kidnapped someone. Maybe you kids should go there by yourselves. <laughs> or, or it could be, uh, yeah, your father likes to hang out down at Motel 6. You're going to look for a woman named Iola. <laughs> no! <laughs> Chad's sister? <laughs> Irene, that's you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Pretzel Pete said that he had picked up a bit of information that led him to think an East Indian sailor named Ali Singh might be engaged in some smuggling. The vendor did not know what ship he sailed on, but he understood that the man had come ashore for a secret meeting of some gang. And that means nothing. <laughs> Like, dad's missing. <laughs> well, I did hear there was a guy who wanted to smuggle. Yeah. Did you hear anything related to, you know, anything about our dad? No. <laughs> Let me tell you about this cat I met. His name's Ali Singh, which is obviously not a fake name at all. Yeah, trust the name. And let's break it down. All I Sing. What is this? Roger and Hammerstein musical? <laughs> hey. Hey, give me a pretzel. <laughs> you want some cheese with that? <laughs> Where yeah, did, I'm the pretzel where, beat. Where, where did we just go? That came out of nowhere. I like that. That's how he zings you, though. He zings you and asks if you want some cheese with that. But then we get this little piece. Do, do you want to give us that next little? This here meeting, Pretzel Pete explained, was being held out in the country somewhere off the shore road. It was to be in a deserted farmhouse on Hillcrest, something or other. I don't remember whether it was a road or street or what? Was this last Monday? Frank asked eagerly. Oh, no. Event <laughs> answered. This was about three weeks ago. This is four or five years <laughs> yeah. ago. This, yeah. They've all since been arrested. I actually read this in it's my father's diary story. when he was a child. <laughs> this, is my, this is my new crime thriller fiction novel I'm writing. Will you boys give it a once-over? This was about three weeks ago, but when I told your pop, he seemed real interested and said he guessed he'd go out there and look around. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Joe broke in. Dad must have thought the rest of the gang might be living there. Maybe they're holding him prisoner. Oh, I hope not, Pretzel Pete said worriedly, but you fellas had better get out, get right out there and take a look. And I wrote, had they? <laughs> had they better? Had these two children go into the go into secret the smuggling lair? Yeah. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. You might get attacked by a cougar. The last time someone kidnapped someone here, they needed 10 minutes to be completely gone forever. <laughs> yeah. So maybe don't wait in that, that, that free willy splash zone of kidnapping where you're just sort of, you got three or four rows of getting away with it. <laughs> they were in such shock. It took them 10 minutes to say, they went that way. <laughs> but sure, yes, a, children, a child's mind can handle that. Oh, no absolutely, about no it. problem. Because this grizzly farmer... Uh... Remember, they've got their wits <laughs> to get them out of any jam. They don't even have their tools. No, those were stolen. Yeah. They don't even have a telescope. It's not even functional. Uh... So they, they, they hurry home. Mrs. Hardy was not there, so they did not have a chance to tell her about their plans. We'll leave a note, 
Frank decided and quickly wrote one. I was thinking, yeah, did you did you put the secret? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, the note just says, I won't be home for several days. Don't worry, Frank. <laughs> he typed it, too. <laughs> she just comes home and cries. Just, he just... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he took that note, crossed out dad's name, and just wrote Frank. <laughs> wrote a second note, just says ditto, Frank. <laughs> oh. So the brothers set off on their motorcycles to search for their father. By now, they were very familiar with the shore road, but did not recall having seen any sign reading Hillcrest. Mm. And I thought, as they headed out on their motorcycles, they still don't have tools. And I feel like, how did they not learn their lesson like, maybe shove a screwdriver in your pocket. Go Chet Morton style oh, on it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, with, with how much attention we got for the telescope, I feel like the tools should also be given a little nod. I would like to know that they're taking... You boys taking precaution. Dad, what do you... A wrench. <laughs> Are you taking a wrench? Where's that Swiss Army knife I got you for your birthday? That way... I never got that for my birthday. Oh, no. Smugglers. There's other, other family. <laughs> now flash got to christmas 1996 <laughs> now percy don't joe <laughs> sorry <laughs> so they're, they're driving along driving along and uh i gotta go to the bathroom daddy so they're going further and further they they passed the canes farmhouse uh and they were tempted to ask them, like, hey, do you know where Hillcrest Drive or Street or whatever, do you know where that is? Um, but then they, they passed it instead, and a, and a short distance ahead, they saw a car suddenly turn Ooh. into the shore road. It seemed to have come right out of a clump of bushes and trees. Uh-oh. And then we get this weird line of keyword. Come on, Frank, let's investigate that place. <laughs> yeah. You know, or look at it. I don't know anyone who says, <laughs> "Yeah, thanks, Joe." Oh, I just finished investigating this pretzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a thought. Yes, <laughs> well, well, I'll investigate your thought. What is it? <laughs> My clue's pointing this way. Um, so they they come to this little lane and uh, they they start. It's like a dirt road through the woods. Very hard to see. They they find a sign a little ways down that says Hillcrest. What Handmade, road. yeah. Uh, Hillcrest, Hillcrest road. road, yeah. Uh, and then, you want to give me that next sentence? Frank returned to his brother, and the boys trundled their machines up along the trees. Oh, yeah. Trundled their machines up among the trees to hide them. So you can trundle a barrel. Trundled machines. Or a motorcycle. So it's not rolling at this point. Is I mean, it, it, it could be. Motorcycle rolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got roll bars. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine them both standing, perched, just barely balanced, running backwards on the wheel. <laughs> okay, so maybe trundling is two people lifting something up. Oh, you know what it is? I got it. I got it. It's like doing small wedgings. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just moving it an inch, moving it the inch, moving it an inch, okay. moving it an inch. So okay, going like, back and like forth. pivoting on the two ends. Yeah. I just trundle. trundled a bookcase out my back door today. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you actually did that. I fully understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess of trundling. Okay. Um, remind me to tell you a story off podcast. Oh, yeah. That's where the juicy stuff happens. And listeners, if you'd like to know, you should join the Hardy and Sons podcast as a host. 
Or, or our Patreon, where we have a secret thing that no one knows about. Uh, Sean and I release five-minute conversations of the five minutes directly after we podcast. It's uh, exciting. And that's only in the $2,500 tier. Uh, but yeah, you get five minutes of us talking. So that's sweet. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's a web extra. It's how, <laughs> it's how we engage the audience. Um, so they trundle their... their uh, they're machines up among the trees, and then they're uh, walking along the this road, which is kind of impassable. It's almost impassable. Um, and there aren't any tire tracks, Joe remarked. I guess oh. the fellow who drove out of here must have left his car down at the entrance. Just hidden behind the brush. Yeah. So, and, and here I start to feel like you can look at my notes and see that there's a lack of notes because this is action. Yeah. This is them doing things. And it's never that it's never as good as when they're talking about doing things. That's what it's all about. That's but, why I like the dialogue scenes. But yeah, essentially they they find this house in a clearing, um, and you've got some things underlined there. Feel free to to stop and, and pull. Those oh no, out. no, those are important. Those are just plot points. Yeah, but so they <laughs> they find this uh, this house in a little uh, clearing, the Ram Ramshackle oh, farmhouse. Yeah, looked as if it had been abandoned for many years. Um, and then we get some weird details. So I think this is actually the first great idea that like looking at these boys, I'm like, yeah, that's a smart move, but they, they don't know if anyone's inside and they waited for several minutes. And then Frank picking up a large stone, heaved it with precision, aim, heaved it with precision aim at the front door. It struck with a resounding thud and dropped to the floor of the sagging porch. And I was like, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to counter you here. Are you ready for this? Yes. What happens if this was just some old couple's getaway house? And at that exact moment, Mrs. Henderson went outside to see if the milkman came and delivered the milk. Opens the door. Takes a stone to the face. (laughs) And sees this young Italian lad heaving a stone. And it just, yeah. Laser out. We got ourselves a race war. We got ourselves a race war. That's not what we want here. You're darn tootin'. But yes, I do agree. That's the smartest thing the Hardys have done to this point. Do you remember in Hot Shots Part Two when they're sneaking up on that house and like they're trying to distract the people? And is it Ryan Styles? Ryan Styles, yeah, dude. Like picks up the little rock and just barely (laughs) tosses it to his side to make noise, and it like it's crashing, (laughs) crashing glass, and just the loudest. (laughs) Like destruction in this little rock. Yeah. I'm imagining Frank doing this and like missing and breaking a window the first time. The house is barely hanging by a leg and he just hits that right thing and it just goes straight (laughs) through the door. Giant. They caused the landslide. (laughs) Another landslide. (laughs) You just hear Chet. Oh, not again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Bender. Bender got me again. Oh, no. <laughs> this time I have a jack hammer in my pocket. I fit the whole thing in. I don't know. Oh. You got to stop and let me breathe. Oh, God. You're Chet in distress. I was thinking about questions that people could ask us in that Instagram ask we put out there. Oh, Thank yeah. you all for your responses. We got them. We're going to wait till next episode. Yeah. Um, but I thought an easy question would be like, you know, what is what is one of your favorite jokes from this season or last season? And I was thinking, like, this season, it's so easy. Yeah. Like, for me, well, it's a tie. I think my two favorite bits from this season have been 
uh, Chet post landslide uh, on on the brink of death, and then I think the author's relationship That's, with his wife. Yeah, the, the Sheila thing is hands down. Yeah, just where we like, never it gets meet me her. every we, time. We only know her through his exclamations. Yeah, she's always mad at his kids. <laughs> classic. I mean, we got classic. Always hungry. Season. Always hungry. This poor man. Um, but so yeah, after nobody uh, answers the yeah, door, no after the rock knocked. Uh, Ooh, the rock knock. I like that. Thank you. Uh, I guess nobody's home. Let's look in. Right, Joe agreed. And if Dad's a prisoner there, we'll rescue him. Yeah, you- Joe. Thanks. No, I would say if Dad's a prisoner there, like you're gonna die. <laughs> like this isn't like a a movie. Well, no, they they could sneak in, untie him, and they all go out the window. I think because you know, no one ever watches prisoners. We've seen that. That's true. There's somebody yeah. who's like whistling, got facing wa- the other way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of pacing. If back there's and a forth. woman there, you know she's cooking, so she doesn't have eyes Hashtag on fen- feminism. Hashtag feminism. Feminism. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, they walk into the uh, into the clearing, and there was no this. lock on the door, so they open it and we'll, and go inside. Uh, and then we get this weird exposition again. Uh, the place consisted of only four first floor rooms; all were empty. A tiny cellar and a loft with a trap door, reached by a ladder, also proved to have no one in them. Good paragraph. No, it's as easy as saying. There was no lock on the door, so they opened it. The house was empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stretch now, it to that 2,000 but now words. now I feel like we know the house. We understand. That's what true. I now it. know about the tiny cellar aloft and, with and the trap do, door. <laughs> how do you get to that trap door, though? Oh, well, you need a ladder. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a ladder. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, but no one's in there. The the strange thing is, uh, I'm thinking like if you're gonna sneak into this house, if it is ramshackled, like abandoned, I feel like it's gonna be so squeaky. Like there is no way to sneak through this house. Oh, yeah, it's a squeaker. And for that, for that matter, any house that they've been in, um, and granted they haven't had to sneak into too many houses, but in Pollitt Place when they were uh, looking around and like mm-hmm. calling, like letting people know like where they are, like yeah. These houses are going to squeak with every step you take because it is the 1920s or 50s. Yeah. Like, you you don't... There is no sneaking. Yeah. Like, if you, if you, you just creaks, sit for a second, no you matter can hear what. one of my cats moving across the house. And this is a somewhat modern house. Yeah. And, yeah, there was just no chance of being sneaky, especially in a... I mean, well, thank God they didn't have sound yet. Oh, that's this true. was this in was the 30s. Silent. Yeah, we didn't get sound until the 50s, I think. Or late... It was 40s, but not everyone could afford sound. Well, the Hardys could. Well, yeah, the Hardys definitely could. You're not wrong there. Maybe that's why they didn't hear this rock. Maybe that's why no one answered because, you know, they're they're smugglers, but they're not very good, so they don't have enough money, so they can't afford sound. It's a a theory. Yeah, life used to be tough. That's a thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so happy that my subscription to sound is so cheap. Oh... I don't know whether to be glad or sorry Dad's not here, said Frank. It could mean he escaped from the gang if he was caught by them and is safely in hiding but can't send any word to us. It's not what happened, Frank. Yeah, come on, Frank. Be realistic. I thought Joe was the dumb one. Maybe he escaped, got safely, uh, and is now shopping for Christmas (laughs) presents for us. 
Maybe that could be. Dad went down to Gelson. This is again like he's getting me a turkey club. They're both. Sta- this is dark, but they're both standing there, and Fenton's dead at their feet, and they're like, "No, no, 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 maybe, 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 maybe he's getting us tickets for a cruise ship, and we're gonna go on a cruise, and he's gonna give us." They both just have their boat. eyes closed. <laughs> We're going to swim with the dolphins. We're going to swim both, with the dolphins. They're both kidnapped as well now and tied to the wall. Frank then, is crying because he knows the realism behind this. He knows that dad's dead, but he can't break it to Joe. <laughs> that's like, no, that's no, right, no, no, Joe. No, no, no. He's no. okay. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe he's writing us letters telling us what great detectives we are. <laughs> <laughs> or it could mean he's still a captive somewhere else, Joe said. Let's look around here for clues. Okay, Joe. Let's investigate. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's better than Frank's idea. But didn't you just Which investigate? Which wasn't an idea. Because why else do we... How do we know about the tiny cellar and everything? Was that not they you investigating? They looked for Fenton, not for clues. Oh, they didn't look for Two clues. Two separate searches, independent searches always. You never look for people you don't think at the same time. <laughs> yeah, oh. Everyone knows that. Okay. We have not that yet gotten sense. to interview a detective, but I'm, I guarantee that's the first thing we're going to ask. Like They're going to say, like, yeah, absolutely true. true. You never look you for people. You don't want to give it to one over. You got to give it the double over. Yeah. First one for people, second, second one for, for clues. clues. Everyone knows that. Third one for snacks. <laughs> Third one for pretzels. <laughs> I did see some salt back there. <laughs> I, I think d- it led to the tiny cellar. I saw two aerials, but they were both empty. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, and then this part I found, this is one of those things that just didn't age well, sort of. Like, they just got Oh, unlucky. yeah. I love this. Uh, go ahead. Oh, you take it. You take it, because I, I have an interjection that I want to do. <laughs> You start. No, no, no. You start, and I'll interrupt you. Okay. <laughs> uh, the boys made a systematic search of the place. They found only one item, which might prove to be helpful. It was a torn piece of a Turkish towel on which the word polo appeared. This could have come from some country club where they play polo, Frank figured. Or some stable where polo ponies are kept, Joe suggested. Or perhaps he had polio. <laughs> FDR interjected. <laughs> that was that was a good interjection. That was well done. See, I was it, thinking it, now it tickled me. Now there's like a brand polo by Ralph Lauren. Oh yeah. So like it's not uncommon to see bath towels and stuff that say polo on them. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought like if that were true at this time, and then the boys like, wait, another clue. We think the person's name is Ralph. Ralph Lauren. <laughs> And then Frank there just also picks up happens a- to be this cologne. <laughs> I was thinking Frank picks up a shirt and Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger must be his accomplice. And this Who's necklace, this big dog. <laughs> I need, I need to know the solution. Big dog. Oh, it's just big. Dog. It is big dog. It's just a shirt. I was imagining the big dog and this necklace. A woman named Tiffany must be involved. <laughs> Oh my god! I just found this uh, necklace in the oven. What's it say, Tiffany? We found these burgers. They belong to Wendy. <laughs> Have we exhausted this joke? Have we done enough? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. We can bring it back later. Oh, we we will. That's low hanging fruit. Uh, puzzled, Frank put the scrap in his pocket, and the brothers walked down Hillcrest Road. They brought their motorcycles from behind the trees and climbed aboard. Uh, did not trundle them. This no time. trundling, yeah. So I wonder if you only trundle uphill. That could be it, and then not downhill. I'm gonna have to. Well, because yeah, if you're going uphill, you can't roll it. Move, yeah. yeah, you need to pivot. You need downhill, to trundle. Yeah, you don't need to trundle. Uh, what do you think we should do next? Joe asked. 
C, police chief colleague in Bayport. Oh, my God. I think we should show him this towel. Maybe he can identify it. Towel. Um, a. Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> They're Banger. French. <laughs> bits and all, baby. Um, if you want to get half of our references, go watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist. One of the best films ever made. Fantastic. You're going to see a cow doing karate on the front cover. <laughs> or Kung Fu. I don't know which one. That's when you know you'll have picked the right movie. Yeah. You're looking for gopher chucks. <laughs> the noise of the gopher <laughs> chucks is one of my favorite pieces of film of all time. Uh, anyways, so uh, they think that Chief Colleague can look at a towel and, and identify it. Yeah. Which is a stretch. It's a big uh, stretch. To be sure. But... This has me curious about the comparison, and you've got an original, and I'm excited to, yes, uh, to compare them, but this is the kind of thing where Colleague was an idiot in the first one, like they hate, or he wasn't an idiot, but they were working against him. Yeah. So what happened with this towel situation? Yeah. Because as we find out, uh, we get one of these uh, before I get there. So half an hour later, they're seated in the chief's office. The tall, burly man took a great interest in the Hardy Boys and often worked with Fenton Hardy on his cases. Different from the original. Different from the original, yep. Now Chief Colleague gazed at the scrap of toweling for a full minute <laughs> and then slapped his desk. Um, that would have terrified me. A man just looks at this towel in silence and then out of nowhere, <laughs> everyone jumped in the precinct. Well, literally, uh, actually, no, it's not from that. Uh, slams his hand. I have it, he exclaimed. That's a piece of towel from the Marco Polo. What's that? A passenger ship that ties up here once in a while. Frank and Joe actually jumped in their chairs. Yeah. I, do you think they held on to the side of the chair? I and... wrote how. <laughs> yeah. What is it to actually jump in a That's chair? That's how I imagine it. You know, when you grab the side of the chair and you scoot you forward. Lift but this it and what... hop? Yeah. They did it, but but that's hop. not jumping in. That's a, that's a chair hop. So they just stood on top of the chair and they jumped up in the air, right? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, that's a I good don't, question. I, I cannot picture How this. Are you jumping on and the fact that they used side? actually, which I think is the 1920s version of literally, uh, yeah, it means that there was a, a, a jump when he said a passenger ship jump. I don't know how to like indicate a jump to our listeners. It was good. That was the voice. It. Was that, yeah. <laughs> the voice was a good indication yeah, yeah. of. I the could jump. tell you were jumping. <laughs> just by the way, do it again. You said, Let me close jump. my eyes. Tell me if you know when I jumped. Jump. No, that wasn't a real jump. <laughs> that wasn't a real jump. I could tell. I, I could didn't tell. jump. Yeah. <laughs> jump. There it is. Okay. Wow. There it is. Man, this is behind the scenes video, I think, <laughs> is the next uh, iteration for That's us. That's the next sure. thing. People want it. Um, and then this weird thing happens. Frank and Joe actually jump in their chairs. Their thoughts went racing to Ali Singh, smugglers, and a gang at the deserted farmhouse. Duh. Why? It's a lot of connections to make. If if yeah. this is that old couple having a romantic getaway, yeah, they could just as easily have a piece of a towel. Yeah, from from a Anyone cruise. Could have a piece of a towel. Yeah, someone might have went on a cruise and just like we all do, we go to you know a hotel. Maybe you don't do this, but you steal the towels. I don't do that. We've discussed <laughs> my my policy on on thieving. I mean, you paid for them. It's not thieving. It's, they give you, you the towel pay to have them. If they're sometimes they're nice towels. Sometimes they give you slippers and robes. Yeah, I just went to uh, Chicago and put on both of the robes they gave me. Did so, you keep it? No, of course not. That'd be stealing. 
they give you two robes. One's for you to take and one's for them to <laughs> leave. You know, they not there. understand that's how the system works. <laughs> I didn't see the sign. You oh, think man. they're going to be like, oh, we're going to give these slippers to someone else? They're disposable slippers. They're not disposable slippers. They're thin enough where they can be washed. Ew. And then they don't put them tell in that me bag. that. No, yeah, absolutely. We the, don't share slippers. You know the towels aren't brand new each time too. They oh, wash no. that. <laughs> Say it ain't so. No. <laughs> next thing you're gonna I wash my face with those. Next thing you're gonna tell me the dishes at the restaurant weren't brand new for me. <laughs> Come on. They don't change the grill every time. <laughs> it's not a fresh grill. Uh, but I just think it's funny that like. They like they their thoughts went racing to Ali Singh, who this has person no, they don't even know. Yeah, and like this a is- pretzel told them about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this pretzel had not his face. I'm imagining we talked to them, a pigeon earlier. <laughs> yeah, the the policeman uh, chief colleague is asking them questions, and it just sounds like a fever dream of like, well, we talked to the pretzel man. <laughs> the pretzel man told us to go into the woods, and we found a towel there. Do you think that means smugglers? And this is also like the scrap oh, of towel is like now this connection where it's all true. I think yeah. it's funny. Like you can watch them like later brainstorming and putting the pieces together. Like, and who would have a towel? Smugglers. <laughs> That's right. It's a nautical towel. You know it. And what also says Marco floats? <laughs> a duck. Uh, so at that moment, Chief Kallik's phone rang. I wonder if this is I related. Love this. This little piece. Give it to me. Oh, no, I just, I love that whenever things get interesting, the author always says, and at that moment, the phone rang. This isn't the first time we've had this. Uh, The Hardys waited politely as he answered, hoping to discuss their new developments with him. But suddenly he put down the instrument, jumped up and said, emergency, fellas, have to leave right away. Uh, And then he waddled out of the office. The waddle's implied. The waddle was definitely implied. Um. And then it, it I, I hope that this comes back and ties into like he turns out he's going to like oh yeah there's a smuggler thing. I don't think this book is well written enough to be that. It's just gonna I be agree like, with you. It's it will never my get dry resolution cleaning of where was he done. Went. Yeah. And if I don't pick it up soon, my pants will wrinkle. <laughs> so they go home, uh they report everything to their mother, who's back now. Uh but upon seeing how forlorn she looked Frank said, hopefully, that note you received with dad's name on it could have been on the level, which I think on the level means like could have been on the up and up. Like it it could have really been like, hey, I'll be gone several days. Don't worry, Fenton. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's on level. I believe that. That's on level. Um, But then Miss Hardy shook her head. Fenton wouldn't forget the secret sign. I just know he wouldn't. And then word quickly spread through Bayport that the famous Fenton Hardy had disappeared. And so there, the the last little thing. Do you want to give us a cliffhanger here? Uh, starting with oh yeah, early the next morning, a thick-set, broad-shouldered young man presented himself at the front door of the Hardy home and said he had something to tell them. Miss Hardy invited him into the step, and he stood in the hall, nervously twisting a cap in his hands as Hang Frank and Joe. Uh, Miss Hardy invited him to step inside, and he stood in the hall. I think, given that people have been kidnapped. Yeah. Fenton's missing. The Hardy oh, boys. Oh, this creepy man shows up. Yeah, the Hardy boys just heard a story from the Canes about how like they answered the door for somebody and then he tied them up and everything yeah. to be like, "Hey, here's a burly stranger. Come on in." Yeah, you got great shoulders. You've got an open, honest face, kid. Hey, your shirt says Marco Polo. 
Are you playing a game? Or not Marco Polo. What is it? Yeah. It Darn was, it. Yeah, it was the Marco that Polo. It is Marco Polo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah look at that. Uh, so nervously, he twisted his cap in his hands. Frank and Joe appeared. The man introduced himself as Sam Bates. And I put in quotes, real enough for me. <laughs> I'll buy it. Doesn't sound fake. Well, what do you do, Sam Bates? I'm a truck driver. Well, of course, I'm believing this. Sam Bates, the truck driver, he told them. The reason I came around to see you is because I heard you were looking for Mr. Hardy. I might be able to help you. This is, I think, like one of the lamest cliffhangers. Uh, and not this one in particular, but like this style of cliffhanger of like, I, I'm a new character and yeah. I might know something. Yeah. I know oh. something you don't know. Oh. But also, it's a weird way to start a conversation of, hi, I'm a truck driver. <laughs> And that's no disrespect to truck drivers. Like, it'd be weird for me to, like, come to someone's door and be like, hi, <laughs> I'm, I'm a video producer. Hi, I have a podcast. I'm a podcast host. <laughs> that's how I'm going to introduce myself from now on. Hi, I have a podcast <laughs> doing a deep analysis, chapter by chapter, into the Hardy Boys books about juvenile detective literature. I might yeah, be... I, I heard you're looking for your father. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to help. But first, supper. Yeah, I obviously. swear to God, if the next sentence of the first chapter is the Hardys and Sam discussed over supper, yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Hardy brought out some tea, yeah, something tea like and that. crackers, it's oolong. and a few you'll love of it. Fenton's favorite cake, seeing as he wasn't going to eat it because he gone. Fenton might be dead, uh, so someone should enjoy this cake before it goes bad. Before it goes After bad, all, we yeah. don't have refrigeration. We've That's salted true. it to keep it from spoiling. <laughs> How does it taste? Like a like an ice cold pretzel. <laughs> I guess maybe that was like a delicacy would be a cold pretzel, seeing as everything was hot. Yeah, right. Like, maybe it would be more refreshing. Like on a summer day, I don't want a hot pretzel. Your teeth are just nice cracking with each bite. Pretzel popsicle. <laughs> be good. The pretzel pop. Pum pum pum. Oh, I like that though. Pete's pretzel pops. I might make one. I'll blend up some pretzel and then freeze it. This sounds disgusting. It's gonna be bad, but I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, best it, case Instagram, scenario. You check on the story. Gets, there will be pretzel pops. Wet and soggy as it melts. I'll figure <laughs> out how to make the pretzel. What I might do is figure out this the ingredients of the dough. So a doughy pop, but I'm gonna salt it. I'm gonna salt it. This is one of the worst things that we've. I'm gonna come cover up with, it in that cheese too. Okay. As soon as it's done, I'm gonna coat it in cheese. Ice cold cheese. The pretzel pop, dude. Mm. <laughs> How do you think we did on time this episode? Uh, 46 minutes. Okay. You're short. I'm short? You're short. I'm at least 5'10". Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm short, really. Uh, I was thinking about our Amazon uh, purchases. I like the Amazon purchases. last time, we got deep into the big beefers. <laughs> oh, I forgot I about the about big beefers. Hours. Um. The, the last time we recorded, but I remember looking at something and being like, oh, I hope to God I look at something else before we do this. And I want to see what that is, even if I share it with you off uh, off podcast, browsing history. Uh-oh. I got to actually, while we're doing that, what's the word again? Was it trudge? Trudging? Uh, trundle. Trundle. Trundling. Like Grundlefly. Um, and trundle. I've confirmed... That I, on my computer, 
turned on private browsing as I searched for Amazon for this item because I did not want it in my, oh my browsing history. Uh, and I am safe. I am safe. I like to hear that. Uh, so trundle, here we go. As a verb, move or cause to move slowly and heavily. Typically, a noisier, uneven way. That's in reference to a wheeled vehicle. Or, as a noun, an act of moving slowly or heavily. I would say, did you say unevenly? Was in that an in uneven there? way, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about, of like that pivot back and forth, like just the uneven, like I'm picturing myself moving this bookcase just like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. That's the sound yeah. that accompanies it. I like that. I'm just constantly <laughs> afraid it'll fall over the whole time. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 That was good. Remember Amazon? a bit earlier with the music? I wish I could redo that with a better oh, dude. walking Actually, tune. I love the walking would, tune. I, I feel like I could produce a... This would be a great shot to produce for the Patreon. When, when we get... I forgot how many patrons. Like 30 or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to shoot a scene. This pretzel, oh, this, this is going to be pretzel amazing. Pete intro scene. I'll make the pretzel suit. Ought to be. And I'll I, make it I right wanna, now. Because when, when Frank says like, I think we found our man, <laughs> I want him to be like, walk... Walking, stop and pull his sunglasses down a little <laughs> yes. bit and just look right over the camera. <laughs> the sunglasses? You I know, think we found our man. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if Pretzel Pete's wearing sunglasses too, you know how people bedazzle glasses? It should be bedazzled with sea salt. Just nice. Thick salt. Salted rim like Salted a margarita. Salted rim glasses, yeah. That's good. Eating a pretzel pop. I'm not going to let that die. <laughs> it needs to die. Listen, I like the pretzel pops. I think it's a sweet idea. You got anything else? Uh, we doing the Amazon? I have nothing. Oh, you have nothing? No. Well, I I have the Yomega Yo-Yo. <laughs> was that after? Did you look that up after playing with my fidget spinner? No, I was looking at Yo-Yos last night. Yomega's a good Yo-Yo brand. I was yeah. into Yo-Yos for a little while. I I wanted to get, and this one has uh, extra ball bearings, so it's meant to be able to walk that dog. For, I never learned how to Yo-Yo, and I was like, I want a Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo's a good time. Yeah, and, and like. Seventh, eighth grade. Me and a, f- a few of my friends got got pretty deep into yo-yoing. Oh yeah, yeah. I never uh, was good at it. My brother would do the Eiffel Tower. I think that's what it was called. Walk the dog. Uh, what's the one where you you walk the dog and then you lift up the string and then it rides along the string? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have no idea how to do it. Yeah, though. that one was cool. And then you go back and forth. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. We've watched some of the uh, Jeffrey the Dumbass videos, right? I have no idea what that means. Oh man. We're going to. <laughs> it's Jake and Amir since stopping the Jake and Amir videos. They've oh, been making they videos at HeadGum. Yeah. And we've watched a few of those. But there's a series within that where one of their characters, one of their uh, office mates, is a guy named Jeffrey, and he's a dumbass. He's a, yeah. Um, but like he's actually a really, really, really good uh, yo-yoist. Oh. And, like, really, really good. And it yeah. comes out in a couple episodes. Um, where it's just this random skill that he has that uh, he showcases. Knows I like stuff. that. I like that. Uh, that's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. Are you well, thinking about what chapter's next? Yeah, I was. And then I was just like, let's just clean the slate. Let's move on to chapter eight. 